Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 closet dwellers and bold new makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. And, you know, sometimes you just got to go chase your dreams and you got to make a bold move and maybe just focus on a couple of things that really, truly make you happen. And it could be from going out there and eating pizza the way you want to going on vacation or for others, it might mean you just want to take a stand. You want to be an advocate or maybe you want to just get out of a situation that no longer serves you. And I can tell you that today's guest, um, she's a fellow World Domination Summit uh, buddy of mine. She took a stand and she decided she was going to go leave something that she had been very comfortable in, that she'd been very successful in. And she cut to the chase and went out to launch a motivational lifestyle product. And I'm going to just kind of let her explain it all, but it's called Pony Friday. And I think it's really cool because she is boldly chasing her dreams. She is letting herself do what she's actually teaching other people to do. Her name is Elise Russell and her big beautiful brand is called Pony Friday and I am so excited to have you here Elise. Thanks for being on the show with me today. Thanks for having me Rick. Yeah I'm super excited. Um, It's been six years since I started off on my own thing Pony Friday and it's evolved. So I didn't expect to be where I am today based on just quitting my job without a plan. And I really was just frustrated. I was in creative department of an ad agency and doing really well. I'd been creatively successful and well awarded, but was frustrated and felt like I wasn't doing anything different year after year. It was just the same. And I was appeasing people in the agency and might have been winning awards, but it wasn't filling my cup. So I just quit and decided to try and find something that would make me happy. And I called it Pony Friday because it sounded like the most fun possible. Everyone likes ponies and everyone likes Fridays. So together it was just the best combo. That's awesome. And I know that like most of us who said, okay, I've got to go do something you just didn't do it without any fear. There had to be some fear about, okay, I'm walking away, right? It's so funny because the discomfort started Mm -hmm. to outweigh the fear. And so I just um, quit. And of course there was fear there, but I kind of figured like, what's the worst that could happen? And I had that worst case scenario. So I had a mortgage, I had a dog, I had a horse. So I had things that I needed to take care of financially. And I thought, well, you know, worst case scenario, I have to move back home to my parents. And that was a pretty bad worst case scenario. (laughs) So I'm like, that's not happening. But um, because I had a good uh, reputation in my industry, I ended up being funneled into a bunch of contracts, which Mm. was a bit of a half step and started to feel equally uncomfortable because I was doing the same thing. I had just sort of redefined how I was being paid, which wasn't great. And I kind of thought, well, how do I get off this hamster wheel of Mm -hmm. just making money and not contributing on a larger scale? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so interesting because you and I kind of took the same path. I, I, except I got laid off. So mine was a little bit different, but after the second layoff, I'm like, okay, I got to do something different here. I really got to do something different. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not enjoying. I was marketing and branding guy. So I played in the creative realm as well. I hired people like you to like help us with stuff. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess the most logical place to go is let me just, let's do some contract work. Let's do consulting work. And yes, I was running my own business, but I still was in the same space. It's like, this isn't it. The, the cup was definitely not even, I, I wouldn't even consider it half full. It's like, okay, all I did was switch and I'm still doing the same crap and I'm really not enjoying it at this point. I mean, it was good. It's, it was, for me, it was, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was comfortable. So the, the, there was that interesting, well, there's comfort in this, but I still felt really uncomfortable because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And it sounds like you kind of were in the same spot. Well, yeah. And the funny thing is now looking back, it feels like I was constantly being tricked either uh -huh. by my brain with the comfort or, you know, by my industry, because there's a lot of flattery that goes on when people are stroking your ego about your creativity and how they need your help and they'll pay you X amount. But it's this kind of cycle of being tricked into staying in your comfort zone and recognizing that that is the same place you were or just like a slight iteration that isn't a big enough step. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is interesting because our minds do play this tricky thing. It's like, okay, well, this is, this is comfortable. This is safe. But on the flip side, I want something different. I want something more. So then suddenly most people, and it sounds like you and I are in the same space again, but most people I even work with, and I'm sure that you're starting to find as you encounter people as you're going through launching Pony Friday and getting people involved in the motivational piece of all this is we want this stuff so bad, but then the comfort and the discomfort start to butt heads because I want this, but it feels really uncomfortable, but the comfort yeah, it makes me feel good, but it's not what I really want. And so you get into that spiral mode. Well, that's so true. And I do so much of my decision making through uh, kind of intelligent intuition mm -hmm. where I look at the facts and then decide based on how I feel. And you're right, like deciphering between what feels like the right path versus what's comfortable can sometimes be really tricky to navigate. Yeah. I love that, that phrase you just used, intelligent intuition, because that's how I operate. I, I operate from my gut intuition. Not always. I just went through something where my gut was saying, no, you shouldn't. No, don't go this. No, don't do that. And then my logic was like, no, this, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do for the business. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, that was, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. And it actually ended up working out really well because it, it wasn't a good fit for me and a collaborator I was going to work with. But it's kind of confusing at times, don't you think? Because that intuition says go, but then the logic comes in and kind of holds us back. Have you found that in your journey as well? Oh, for sure. And I think that society generally mm -hmm. operates on logic. And so anytime you're brainstorming and kind of sussing it out and bouncing your ideas with other people, as we all tend to do at different circumstances, look for guidance, um, oftentimes, logic kicks in right because that's what everybody kind of mutually understands and it's hard for people to weigh in on the intuitive part yeah. but sometimes i say like sometimes behaving boldly seems like behaving stupidly mm -hmm. 
Well, that's where you and I have a commonality, this whole bold thing, because, you know, my platform is based on being bold, too. And I love that yours is based in a very similar space because people go, okay, but if I make this bold move, it's really scary. Of course it is. That's why it's called doing something bold. But sometimes it doesn't have to be. I was just working with a client. and I said, okay, so if you had to make a bold move this week and it was just, you know, a, a little bold move, what would it be? And he goes, well, maybe I'd get out of bed 30 minutes earlier so I could clear my head. I said, okay, there, that's simple. It's a simple, bold move for him because he's not an early riser, but that was his bold move. And it kind of scared him. He's like, well, that means then I got to go to bed earlier. I said, well, that could be one possibility. <laughs> or you just go, oh, I can survive on less sleep, you know. But it's so interesting as people face these quote-unquote bold moves that everybody's got something different that's going to hold them back. So you made the bold move, you left your industry. And what was one of the first things you started realizing about yourself once you gave yourself the permission to truly make that bold move? Uh, interesting. Cause I'm super competitive and yeah. being an awarded creative in advertising was huge part of my identity. It was a huge part of my motivation and letting that go and realizing that that wasn't something that filled my cup was really interesting and kind of a bit of an identity struggle. I'd always been a creative and even back in high school in art class, like if I wasn't getting taught marks, that was really hard on my ego. And so just trying to redefine what made me tick and figuring out what that was and you know, helping other people kind of push themselves has really, really resonated well with me. You know, when I've done um, a talk and I've had people come up to me because that something I said resonated with them, it's just the most incredible experience. And realizing that it doesn't actually have anything to do with me or my journey, it's about their journey. It's just so fascinating. You know, it is fascinating. As you were saying this about the competitive piece, I've never been super competitive because I've never been like, you know, into sports and all that sort of stuff. But then there's that piece of comparative. <laughs> I think that's a good way for me, but I'm always like, okay, well, they did that. I could do that better. So it's kind of a competitive thing, but it's more, how can I do it even better than them? And it was a tough thing for me to start to let that go because I knew it was all very ego driven. And when I started realizing, okay, yeah, I can do that better. Or I can do it differently. And that was what I started saying. Oh, how could I do that differently? Because as soon as I took the better out of it, it made it so much easier for me. And I didn't have that, like, I'm not good enough. I didn't have all that stuff going on. So, well, how would I do that differently? And it's been, it served me very well over the last couple of years because I've gone through a lot of, I'll admit it, letting my ego go. Because I was like, oh, this. And, I, you know, one of the things that I've really had, and since we're both WDSers, is I've always wanted to be on the main stage at WDS. And I've, you know, created some connections and stuff there. But the thing that I've always heard is, when the time is ready, we'll find you. And I was like, oh, I'm ready now. <laughs> find me now. And then what I realized is, no, every time I do that with anything related to speaking is when I don't get what I want. But every time I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to be out. I'm going to be present. I'm going to, you know, go do things. That's when stuff starts to happen. And that's when the competitiveness goes away. And even the comparativeness goes away. I'm just out doing my thing. And oh, 100%. draws people to me. And I think that's what I, you know, as soon as I 
you know, so here's how Elise got on the show. I put something out in the WDS group said, Hey, I'm looking for some people to come on the show. Would you be interested? And she came at me with this pony Friday thing. And I'm like, what the hell <laughs> is this? And then once I heard about it, I'm like, this is really cool because you're just doing your thing. Yeah. And that's been super hard. I have to say, so I'm coming on year six in July and um, leaving an industry where I had a name for myself, where I had a reputation and going to a place where um, I was redefining what I was doing. I was trying to make a mark. I was launching a brand. And so it was nobody. Right. And that's hard. You know, when you talk about comparison, I wasn't even sure what I was comparing myself to. And I still don't. So, yeah. you know, business coaches will tell you to track your, you know, KPIs and they'll try mm -hmm. to tell you to do all this stuff. And I was floundering. Right. And you're right. Like as soon as I just put my head down and I focus on creating what I feel like needs to be out there and needs to be shown and all of that is just very much authentic and doing my thing uh, I feel really great but yeah. when I start looking at what other people are doing it really eats away at you mm -hmm. it does and and I know for me the comparison piece shows up you know every once in a while it still gets to me and I go okay but wait you're doing your stuff your way you're doing it you're bringing your message to the world in your way so let it go. In fact, those who've listened to the podcast have heard me briefly tell this story before, but I think this is a good place to bring it up again. Is right after I started really focusing on, hey, I want to be a speaker. And I'd been doing some really in-depth work with Michael Port of Heroic Public Speaking. And I was on stage doing some, you know, deep work with him in front of 20 people. And I walked away from that experience going, yeah, this whole closet metaphor, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to talk about people coming out of the closets of their lives. And I literally left that training and was in Philadelphia. I was getting ready to fly back home. I got to the airport and one of his um, assistants emailed me or actually texted me and said, Hey, Rick, have you seen this? And it was a gal by the name of Ash Beckham, which I love Ash, which she's actually been on the podcast. And she had just done a TEDx at, at Boulder about everybody's got closets. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, and then I'm like, but that's okay. Cause the way she came at it was completely different than the way I approach it. And it's some of it's similar, but my closet stuff is completely different because I come from a perspective of having been in the closet, been married, all this sort of stuff. And then also realizing the metaphors of having been in a high level position and the closet of being in that high level position, very similar to you where you know, I was, I was doing pretty dang good and I was running a global, you know, VP of marketing branding organization. And then suddenly that identity went away because I had to come out of that closet and say, this really wasn't what I wanted to do. So from that perspective, I can tell you've shared that it was kind of a struggle. How did you start to get past that piece of, okay, here I am award winner, all this sort of stuff. And now I'm doing my thing. Was it that the drive and the, the comfort of knowing you were doing your own thing started to help dissipate all those fears or not really fears, but feelings of I'm no longer this person. What got you through that? Well, honestly, it's just going with my gut. Like if I think mm -hmm. about the history of my life and all of the decisions that I've made, even since I was small, the ones that I am most proud of are yeah. the ones that were sticking to what I internally believed. And that's the difference. And usually 
that doesn't even make sense to my logical brain. It doesn't. It's just like I need to go that way. And any time in my past, whether it was relationships or jobs or contracts that I was taking after that, it's just any time it didn't sit well with me, it was just a matter of time before that kind of blew up. And waiting for all of the proof really just delayed all of that pain and made it worse. And so the more that I just listen to my own intuition about what's right for me, the more I'm on that right path. And it's not easy by any means. And it's interesting what you talk about speaking because the first time I spoke, it went super well. And the coach I had at the time told me, he said, you know, I want you to speak at as many places as possible. And yeah. that didn't resonate with me at all because I didn't want to be just some talking head that just stood up all over the place where audience wouldn't resonate with my message. And I also felt like part of the reason that the audience resonated with what I had to say was because it was fresh and it was real and I was telling them what happened right now and if I started regurgitating that to you know 50 different audiences that's no longer authentic for me that's not my present journey and I wasn't doing the work and so saying no to recommendations from people that I was looking to for guidance was you know part of my journey. Well you just brought something up Elise that I think is so important is learning to say no. Because I've noticed when people really embrace the ability to say no, it's when they actually align with their own personal values. Because if we say yes and it's not what we really want to be doing, we just went off kilter with our own value. And then we don't like ourselves. And then we go, why am I not feeling fulfilled? Well, it's because you just said yes to something you shouldn't have said yes to. It's that simple. And I love that you use that example of the speaking because you're right. Everything that makes what I believe anyway, a great speaker is the person who can continue to bring forth their brand and, and what they stand for. But when you hear them, there's always some new twist they brought into it, some new present thing that they brought into it. And that's what makes them really good. And it helps the audience truly relate. It'd be like if I came on stage and said, okay, I'm going to tell my coming out story again. And that's all I did. Okay, anybody who's heard that, but a good example is I'm getting ready to do this in just a couple of months. I'm doing it in a different twist at Podcast Movement. And I'm telling my story, but I'm telling the story on how it helped me become a podcaster, how coming out of the closet taught me everything I needed to know to come out to be a podcaster. Now that's a different story. It's, it's something a little bit different, more relatable. So, um, so talk a little bit about Pony Friday because I know it's not just ponies. I know it's not just Fridays and it's not just logos, although there's a lot about, you know, the brand itself being that. But um, what is the real mission that you're trying to accomplish with Pony Friday? So my mission is to help encourage people to give themselves permission to behave boldly and whatever that is defined for them. And nobody's going to know what that is if they haven't done a lot of like personal reflection and taken the time. And so uh, at the moment, I'm just doing the occasional talk and we're doing motivational blogs and we're showing up at different markets and just kind of pushing our message out. And we're actually trying to define what that looks like. Yeah. So last summer, uh, we actually went to Pride for the first time, which in retrospect seems silly because we are about behaving boldly and so is Pride, but right. I was really nervous about it. You know, there's so many companies that try and like 
just jump on the bandwagon and mm -hmm. I didn't want to be one of those companies and I just wanted to know like okay so where do we fit in and we tried so many different places where of where we would fit in yep. and some of them just felt totally flat we'd go there and be like oh this isn't for us but yep. it's really trial and error and finding places that you have alignment with and so we're still trying to define that and I think that's going to be a forever project. Well, it is a forever project, and I love how you set this up because what you just demonstrated is the giving yourself permission. If you don't go try these things, then you're holding back. And yes, I realize we can't go do everything, but you do have to give yourself permission to go do some things. Otherwise, you'll never get the answers, and that's the bottom line. And It's so interesting how similar our brands are aligned because the first place that I say that most people struggle in any coming out journey is the first step, which is giving yourself permission, giving yourself permission to go, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go examine this because if you don't, you don't get the answers. You'll just sit there and you'll struggle and you'll spin and you won't know what direction you're meant to go. And I, I love that your brand aligns so similarly to mine because that permission piece is the thing that, I would say 99% of clients who come and do coaching work with me for sure, that's what they stumble over is the permission. Whatever it is, it's the permission to come leave a job or get out of a relationship or go create a brand like um, Pony Fridays. So as you started to settle in and move around, what have you started to learn about the brand that really truly resonates with people? Well, it's interesting because I find that most people come up to me and tell me why they're not doing things. And <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So uh, one lady recently came up and told me all the reasons why she wasn't on Facebook. Like she barely said hello to me. And she was, I think, in her 50s. So she was a little bit older. So maybe hadn't uh, been as comfortable with social right, media. Right. But I just gave her a challenge. I said, you know, uh, friend me once mm -hmm. you join. Because a lot of people, I think, are looking for someone to just give them a nudge. And mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs will come up and tell me, oh, well, they can't start a brand right now because they have a mortgage and they have kids. And I'm like, well, could you downsize? Could you go for mm -hmm. a little while without your income? You know, if right. they're married and they have another income, sometimes it's not as hard as they think. It's just that they're putting a lot of barriers. And so... For a brand, I really want us to just keep pushing people to question those society norms and question those barriers that they're putting on themselves because that's what I find uh, we're up against everywhere is these fictitious barriers that we're holding ourselves to that I think have expired. I agree. And too many of us live in those fictitious barriers that are well beyond expiration. Just they go so far and um, it's a challenge because it's almost like we've become brainwashed. You know, oh, it's like that, the habit is huge and, and it's, a, you know, it, it, to me, it's those two things. It's either you feel brainwashed by it or you have made it such a habit. You don't know how to break it. Totally. Break it. Yeah. Well, and I grew up in a small community and very conservative kind of yeah. like rural views. And I was a creative. I've always been a creative. So I was always that kind of weird kid and not realizing it because I lived in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you know, I went to school in Miami and that was the first time I found my people. I was like, <laughs> yeah, my people. But I didn't really know that I was missing that because I didn't know they existed. Right. And having that kind of thing is where I'm trying to push myself uh, with Pony Friday is just like, okay, so where do we exist? And mm -hmm. for me, my journey was all about creatively coming out of the closet. I remember yep. a boyfriend in high school making fun of my artwork. I remember trying to get marks with the teacher and pleasing them to like my art, which is counterproductive to fine arts. And mm -hmm. just really coming out and showing myself as a creative to the world. But now I'm doing... Uh, diversity training and all sorts of things because there are so many other places that we can come out and we can support people mm -hmm. and just figuring out how Pony Friday can do that. And I know that it's so much bigger than where we're at and just yeah. figuring out those stepping stones to get there. You know, it's interesting that you talked about the art because I started playing, playing the piano probably when I was four or five. And I played the piano. I mean, not that I can't play now. I don't play near as good as I used to, but I played all the way up through my sophomore year in college. And when I got to college, it was so about the grade. And I just lost all interest. It's like, this is no, this is no longer fun. This is not anything. Actually, it started in high school because I went to a private um, high school as well. So the piano stuff was all about the grade too. That's where it really started. And by the time I hit college, I'm like, this is, no, I'm not trying to be the music major. I'm just, this was just an elective. Like I can, hey, I can do this, I already know. And it killed the creativity so fast. Um, in fact, Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love in her book, Big Magic, she talks about this a lot of the moment you start to make your creativity responsible for your income or a grade is when you'll kill your creativity. And I think that's so true in so many ways. And most people don't see that it's not just your creativity. It's if your identity becomes because you're getting an award or you're making a certain salary or whatever, everything can get killed by that pursuit until you wake up as you are, you know, manifesting in uh, Pony Friday and in what I'm doing where we help people wake up to what is the authentic you? What is the authentic you that isn't held to some other standard? Yeah, no, I 100% resonate with that story. Mine was just in fine arts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I uh, did read Big Magic, too, and liked the little um, Chinese stories. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. so good. So so you've got this all going on. You've got a, a cool brand. I love it because the brand in and of itself evokes the question. What is Pony Friday? I mean, people see it. And so it gives you a beautiful platform to tell your story. So if you could a year from now say, here's where I'd like it to be, what would that look like? Uh, super interesting. Uh, it's just in the last probably month or so that I've realized that Pony Friday needs to be a bigger voice. And that also means that me as the brand advocate has to have a bigger voice on uh, speaking up for people in general who are, you know, needing um, encouragement to take a bold step. And I didn't realize that that also needed to be about equality and gender inclusion and all of that stuff. And I know that that's where we need to go because it makes me really nervous inside. Like I've always been, you know, like a quiet supporter. I try to remain neutral personally about those things. And it's not 
an area that I foresaw um, taking up, but I know just based on uh, different partnerships that we've had and how we've resonated with different uh, members in the community that that's the path we need to take. So I really want us to have a bigger voice and have that kind of push behind us that says, you know what, we can do this, we're in this together, and how can we move forward in a bigger way? Because when I first started talking, like I'm talking to creatives about creativity and coming out as an entrepreneur and going to do my own thing instead of building other brands. Right. And I, I could not have imagined that um, going into bigger topics and more politically charged topics. And I know personally, I'm not ready for that. So I have to figure out how to grow into it. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's interesting, uh, a couple of things. First, I want to, I want to make sure the listeners heard you drop this really valuable bomb in the middle of what you just said was, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's probably the direction you got to go because it is the thing that can really light you up. I know I, I, I'm in the midst of some of that right now myself. There's some direction that I'm going. I'm like, but it makes me feel really uncomfortable. And that's always when I know pretty much if it, if my intuition saying that too, that's where I need to go. Now, if it, if it's something that makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm not getting that intuitive hit, then I know that's something I need to walk away from because it's not lighting up my passion. It's not, Oh yeah, I get excited about it, but I'm in a very similar space where I know I can come in and talk as a member of the LGBTQ community. I could go talk about, you know, here's the laws and all this sort of stuff. That is not what I want to do. What I want to do is I want to come into organizations and especially college university environments and organizations and talk about the human side of letting people be who they are. Where are we missing that piece? It isn't about the laws. It isn't about the requirements. It's like, okay, we're all in this. Now let's come from that. And it's actually starting to get some traction because, oh, here's a, you know, we get thrown into that diversity inclusion space, right? Yes, that's kind of what it is, but I'm talking about more, let's be the human side of this. Let's screw the stuff that we think we have to do. How do we just be human and inclusive? You know, and um, it's really interesting. But the other thing that I found so positive about what you just said is truly trusting yourself to go directions that you don't know the outcome. Because if we don't allow ourselves to do that, we can't make a bold move. We don't have to have the answer. We just need to know what we feel in our gut. And I, I think that's what you've demonstrated so beautifully here is that's the direction to go. Well, and I think that if you don't do that, you don't give yourself room to grow. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to stay in the space that you're already in. Mm -hmm. And for Pony Friday, we're all about behaving boldly and chasing your dreams. And for many people, that's also about coming out with their identity. That's Mm -hmm. about, you know, being true to themselves. And it could just be as simple as a breakup or quitting a job, or it could Mm -hmm. be much more complicated. But being able to support that as a company, we need to learn a lot more about how to do those things to support those people because for some individuals, it's quite complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, I just had an interesting conversation with a kind of friend, not deep, deep rooted friend, kind of a Facebook friend that has turned into like a good acquaintance at this point. And she threw me a question. She goes, so I guess I'm kind of in a coming out journey myself right now. I said, oh, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm very much a Christian. She goes, but I don't like it that I'm getting locked in with all these other, you know, especially here in the U.S., all the political nightmare that we're going through. She goes, I don't like it that I'm getting locked in with all the the Christians that are not acting very Christian. She goes, 
I really need to come out and have a voice. And I said, well, how does that look for you? How, what is the, what is the bold move you need to make? And I said, and again, it doesn't have to be like a big, bold move. It's just got to be bold to you. And she said, you know, maybe I need to every once in a while just say something or post something on, you know, social media that says, no, this isn't, this isn't how I act as a Christian. And I said, then follow your gut with that. It doesn't have to be like I come out and I say, you know, some big statement. It can be as simple as, well, you know, as a Christian, I don't agree with that. This is how I operate as a Christian and go forward. And I think that's the key to what you're talking about. And what I talk about is allow people to make the bold move that works for them. Because if I learned nothing more from coming out of the closet, is the easiest way to put yourself back in the closet is to do something because you think that's what someone else wants you to do. And you're oh, right no. back in that closet. Yeah. Oh, no, I love this. I love what you said because it's all about baby steps. You know, I didn't get here, you know, see mm-hmm. over six years because I took like a huge leap. It was like a baby step. I quit my job a baby step. I, yeah. you know, quit a contract. I fired a client, you know, I applied for a market, like all of those things that were just baby steps. And some days that's all I could bring myself to do was mm-hmm. one tiny thing because it felt so big, you know, sending an application to somewhere or, you know, sending off a speaking application or anything. It was yep. just so huge. And for some reason that can feel like a huge, huge rock, like smooshing you in the ground and to somebody else it can seem tiny, but it snowballs like those things add up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it's like one small action every day leads to the big, bold action, something like that. I can't remember where I've heard that, but it doesn't have to be any bigger than what you can handle. And yes, every once in a while you got to push yourself. <laughs> like some, there's some mornings I go, Oh, I don't even want to get out of bed and go do this again. Well, that could be the boldest move is just getting out of bed in the morning. So, um, so before we wrap it up here, and I'm so glad we got to connect, and I'm so excited because Elise and I get to see each other just a few days at World Domination Summit. But uh, before we wrap up, um, and actually, folks, you're going to have heard this after the fact, but you you just trust us both. If you could go to World Domination Summit, you would understand why we're so excited. But if you could leave just one last piece of advice for people who are struggling with this bold move and, and really wishing they could like just take that first step, what would you like to say in closing that could help someone? I would say find one thing to do today. One thing. Like if you have a list of 20 things, find one thing that pushes you out of your comfort zone. It could be introducing yourself to your neighbor, but like one little tiny thing that pushes you just a little. Mm, That's a great way to wrap it up. So um, yeah, just one little thing. And it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, but that's okay. Because the more you learn to deal with discomfort, the easier it will be to get through it the next time it shows up. So, um, so Elise Russell Pony Friday will have all the links to everything that she's up to. And I, again, I'm so excited that you were here on the show with me today and I can't wait to see you in just a couple of days. So, um, thanks again for being here and sharing yourself and sharing everything about Pony Friday. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. It's been a pleasure and I can't wait to meet you in person. Exactly. All right, girlfriend, we'll see you in a couple of days. Then. Sounds good. Bye. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. 
Just take a few moments, if you like, and if you believe in this podcast, and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review, because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show, and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.